Hey, friends and fam, it's John, and it's time for the JMart cast for Monday, April 3rd. What's going on? How are you? How was your April 1st, April Fool's Day? Did you fall for any uh, of those, you know, traditional now April Fool's news headlines that come out that are meant to trick you with ridiculous stories? I don't know. I saw one that kind of got me. It was uh, The headline was that a man ended his life after talking to an AI chatbot that encouraged that man to kill himself in order to stop climate change. Uh, I don't know. It kind of looked like a real <laughs> article, but uh, it was released on April 1st. It's got to be just a joke. Like, there's no freaking way. <laughs> Anyways, it's kind of a downer story. Didn't mean to start the podcast off with that. Anyway, let's move on. I uh, had a thread I wrote on Twitter earlier this week that I'll just maybe read off and share on the podcast today. Uh, it's health related. So talking about the 80-20 principle. So the 80-20 principle states that roughly 80% of the effect that you're looking for will come from 20% of the things that you try. That would be the causes. So we can use this as a tool for prioritization by identifying the most important things or activities that we think will have the greatest impact. So when it comes to training, really we can think of physical training at its most basic as just movement. And if we think of the list of the most common movements human beings perform on a daily basis, then we can create a list and that list would include things like breathing, chewing, walking, bending over and grasping. There are many more, obviously, but those are pretty good ones to start off with. And so if we take advantage of the 80-20 principle by improving these movements in particular, we can, I think, have a lot of impact with very little effort. By the way, if you can think of any other movements that humans or we do on a regular basis throughout the day, uh, please let me know, reach out. You can send an email to jmartfit at substack.com. You can reach out on the socials to me at jmartfit on Instagram and Twitter. But anyway, if I had to pick one movement to hone in on that would have the greatest impact on your mental health and physical health and well-being, that would be breathing. No other single movement will have anywhere close to the same impact than conscious breathing. If you want to practice conscious breathing, then the first thing to consider is to not be a mouth-breathing moron and in inhale through the mouth. Always inhale strictly nasally and uh, because that's very important because the nose filters, warms up, moisturizes the air that's breathed in. And secondly, when you're exhaling, slow that exhale down to reduce the body's stress response. So let's do it together. Inhale through the nose for... Two to four seconds. Exhale through the mouth slowly for four to eight seconds. One more time in through the nose. Out through the mouth. Ah, doesn't that feel better? So work on your breathing. Chewing, that's a big one. A lot of people don't chew, just swallow food. Of course, that's not good for you. Now your stomach's got to work way harder to break that food down. So yeah, eat heart food. Chew it well. 
Use those jaw muscles. Make your face look good. <laughs> what else? Uh, walking. A tip for walking. Whenever you're walking, think about having your head uh, placed over your foot as you're stepping down. It's a good way to get some spine bending as you're walking. And also it keeps you in balance through locomotion, which means your body has to make fewer compensations as you're landing on the ground and uh, absorbing all that impact. Uh, next, uh, bending over. We got to do that basically every day, right? Pick something up off the floor. Best way to help train your back to be strong and resilient to be able to do that late into your life is to do deadlifts or Jefferson curls. Both are decent options for strengthening your back and making it resilient. Key is, of course, to learn good technique and to never push into pain. Always work within your limits. Uh, last one, grasping. Of course, we're using our hands all the time, every day. Uh, grip strength is going to be very important if the things that you're grasping need you to hold on tight. Uh, so hanging from a bar is perfect for training that. You can just start off with body weight. Then if that's easy, do weighted hangs. And then if you want to go crazy with grip strength, they have these uh, grip strengtheners that you can buy, which is basically like a metal spring attached to two handles. Then you hold that in your grip and try to bring the two handles closer together against the metal spring. They got a bunch of different resistances all the way from 50 pounds up to 350 pounds. So you can go to town. I have a 250 pound one that I use. <laughs> all right. I'm going to think it's going to be a short one today. Ladies and gents, my apologies. Uh, I'm going to jump right into the Bitcoin update now. We're sitting on block height 783,692, price of one Bitcoin trading at 27,994 US dollars. One US dollar will buy you 350, sorry, not 350, 3,574 Satoshis or SATs for short. SATs are what one Bitcoin can be broken down into 100 million times. By the way, if you are listening to the podcast and you're enjoying it and you want to support the show, please consider listening to it through a Bitcoin-enabled podcast app such as Breeze, spelled B-R-E-E-Z, or Fountain. And with those apps, you can support the show by streaming Bitcoin or Satoshis to the podcaster who you're listening to. And if you don't have any Bitcoin, please reach out and I'll send you some. Uh, again, you can reach me at jmartfit at substack.com. Send an email there or on social media at jmartfit, Twitter and Instagram. So anyway, for today's Bitcoin part of the show, I wanted to read some excerpts from this new uh, article that came out uh, titled Bitcoin Meme Wars by Gigi. It's published on citadel21.com. If you go to citadel21.com slash Bitcoin dash meme dash wars, you'll get to this article. So I'm going to read from a subheading titled uh, Cultural Splits. We are undoubtedly living through a culture wars of sorts. Left versus right. Red versus blue. Based versus woke. Blue bird versus purple bird. And furries versus normal people. It's hard to pinpoint the fault lines that are the underlying reason for this war. Some believe it boils down to individualism versus collectivism. 
Others see it as capitalism versus Marxism, self-regulating order versus central planning. Others speculate that this mess is related to a decline in religious belief, a result of the Nietzschean assassination of God. All of these reasons might be valid or partly valid, but for me as a Bitcoiner, as someone who has marveled at the graphs of WTF happened in 1971 many times, it is hard to point to anything other than the emergence of fiat money as the main underlying reason for the chaos we are living through. To me, it seems obvious that these crazy times are a result of the fiat monetary system and the economic as well as the mimetic consequences it brings with it. It is a system that is completely disconnected from reality, an artificial and highly political environment that, whether we realize it or not, is the economic operating system of our world. To me, the fault line of society is best summarized as Bitcoin versus fiat. I would actually change that and say just sound money versus fiat money. That's what it comes down to. It comes down to coming to the realization that money makes the world go around and those who control money control everything. And money is broken or corrupted when it is only valuable by fiat, by degree, not valuable by the inherent characteristics that it has that make it suitable to be money. By the way, that reference to WTF happened in 1971. Everybody should go check out that website. Type into your web browser, WTF happened in 1971 in numbers, 1971.com. And go look at all the different metrics that can possibly be measured from before 1971 to now. And you will see what a crazy trend has been happening since that year of 1971 when we went off the gold standard. The world did. And I certainly agree with this article that that is one of the main drivers behind the cultural split we see today. Anyway, let's move on. A new subheading in this article now. This subheading is titled Printing Money Versus Fixing the Money. Realizing the importance of money, as well as the moral and cultural implications of the nature of money, and the ethics of money production, has altered my worldview irreversibly. Once I realized that money printing is simply wealth redistribution, and that centrally planned wealth redistribution is an impossible task, not only computationally, but morally too. It dawned on me that confiscation by inflation and other forms of involuntary redistribution is nothing more than roundabout stealing. The fiat system is a system of slavery. And no, this is not an exaggeration. Here's the good news, however. Bitcoin fixes this. There's a certain ethic embedded in Bitcoin, and it is this ethic that forms the cornerstone of the memes we see emerge and propagate. If I had to sum it up in one phrase, it would be this one. You shall not steal. 
if I had to sum it up in one number, it would of course be 21 million. Yeah, man, that's the ethic of Bitcoin is it's made in such a way that the supply of 21 million Bitcoin cannot be inflated. And also, if you own some Bitcoin, then nobody else can own that same Bitcoin. It is it is only yours and others can only have it if they earn it from you through providing goods or services. That is the beauty, unlike fiat money, where more and more endlessly is printed to, redis- to redistribute the wealth that already currently exists from the people who were savers to new people who are picked by the central planners to be the beneficiaries of the newly printed money. All right, back to the article, just a couple more small parts. Contrast the ethic embedded in Bitcoin, fixed supply, no forced redistribution, no free lunch, no bailouts, to the ethic of fiat money, endless supply, centrally planned redistribution, bailouts for friends, everything is made up. Just that first and most basic thing to look at there. Fixed supply against endless supply. Doesn't that just make sense? Shouldn't there be a cap on how much money there is? Because money's not really the thing that we care about, right? It's just about what we actually use, what we produce, what we do, what kind of services we provide. Doesn't it make sense to divide all that by a fixed number? rather than continuously making more and more and more units of money at no cost to you. Just out of thin air, it doesn't matter. I got a lot more now all of a sudden. What did I used to have? Add another trillion. It doesn't matter. There's just more. It doesn't make sense, right? Anyway, last excerpt I'm going to read from the article. It goes, The question that the fiat system answers is the following. Who is allowed to counterfeit currency and how much? Further, who is allowed to have access to money and who isn't? The answer is political and enforced by violence. The Bitcoin system is answering the same questions, and the answers are as simple as they are ethical. Nobody is allowed to counterfeit money, and anyone can access it. No exceptions. And the thing that I would add that's not written here, and this is not enforced by violence, this is completely voluntary, but it is enforced, and it is enforced through math, right? Through something that nobody can control. No one can change mathematics. It's just the way it is. And that's what Bitcoin uses to enforce the fact that there's going to be only 21 million Bitcoin No one's allowed to make any extra or counterfeit it, and anyone and everyone can have access to it. All right, that's it for the article. Go read the rest of it if you like these excerpts. And I think I'm done for the rest of today for the episode. It's going to be just a short 15-minute one this week. Thank you so much for listening in. Appreciate you all very much. If you got a chance, please rate the podcast on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. Otherwise, love you all and see you next week. Stay active. Be grateful. Jmart out.